guys. Welcome back to Gaming Trend Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is the ever-liquidated jug. What do you have in your cup today? Oh, tequila. I need it. It's straight. I'm just being basic and drinking wine. Uh, yep. uh yeah so we missed last week um not really missed it was a holiday so we both celebrated it (laughs) uh we took last week off but we are back this week and uh we're gonna talk about a movie that just came out that's kind of popular oh yeah it's the wonderful love story where boy meets girl and they go to hotel and they ride a dog oh wait that's the wrong movie this week we are talking about godzilla versus kong okay love story (laughs) <laughs> uh, just FYI, this is completely spoiler, like everything. So if you want to see it and you don't want it spoiled, you just need to tune out this episode. Or, you know, we'll probably throw a timestamp in there, you know, say hour 30. <laughs> but remember, Ultraman shows up. But why don't we just get into Game On and talk about it? Game On! Godzilla vs. Kong has set a new pandemic record at the domestic box office with its opening weekend haul of $48.5 million. Now, is that just counting how many ticket sales are going, or are they kind of estimating that with HBO Max, which if you have Hulu, it doesn't really work ticket real well. Sales. So this is just ticket sales. Uh, it's the latest film in the WB's MonsterVerse, grossed uh, an estimated $120.1 million globally from 39 markets, including the U.S. and Canada. Uh, internationally, Godzilla vs. Kong opened last weekend, and these new ticket sales have brought the movie's new worldwide total to $285.4 million USD. Now, Godzilla vs. Kong, $48.5 million, greatly surpassed the previous record, of only 16.7 million set by Wonder Woman 1984, Tom and Jerry will continue to hold onto its third place spot with 14 million. Oh, holy crap, that movie's still out there. In addition to earning the largest opening weekend, Godzilla vs. Kong also achieved new pandemic record and largest number of locations, which is 3,064. On the largest opening day, Wednesday, they earned 9.6 million, and the largest single date, Saturday, 12.5 million. I miss the movies. I haven't actually been to a movie theater since the very beginning of 2020 really yeah the last movie i saw was the invisible man i thought all the theaters got closed down for all the lockdown things right <laughs> yeah uh, it started in march 2020 oh yeah i didn't know it even opened back up yet <laughs> oh yeah no movies started slowly opening back up uh last year um i have a brother-in-law who works in a movie theater as upper management uh so i mean it is kind of dead in some areas um but at his specific movie theater they're almost always booked because they have to socially distance out the seats i mean they're booked in all the rooms oh okay Mm, just interesting so I love hearing it. I love hearing about movie theaters potentially making a comeback. I mean, the rigorous cleaning these movie theater tenants have to do is insane. Uh, it's, you know, God bless them. <laughs> uh, dang. You know, the whole thing with HBO Max with trying to use Hulu with that that has HBO Max. Yeah, I couldn't even watch the movie on this, on that at all. So they go through uh, less reputable ways of going through it <laughs> as I put my pirate hat back on. <laughs> so uh, my partner and I, we saw it on HBO Max. I was excited to see it. Um, I love all the Godzilla movies, all the Kong movies. 
Um, to be honest, this was not my favorite at all. Really? Yeah. So the story picks up broadly from where things left off. The end of 2019's Godzilla King of Monsters. Um, You know, all the giant titans populate the globe. Godzilla takes them out. You know, yada, yada, yada. Life goes on. Um, And the monsters pretty much leave people alone. This movie starts out. You see this little girl holding this weird monkey hair doll. I... It was really creepy looking. Uh, I thought she had like a mind control voodoo thing going on. And then he's in this utopic looking area. And then you find out that it's actually created cyber world. And he knows it. And he like takes like a stick and he destroys it. It wasn't a stick. It was a tree. <laughs> threw into the screen projectors in the sky. Yes, that is true. He he took all the leaves and stuff off of the stick, which is a tree. But yeah, um, it was interesting. I like that they kind of del- delved into like the Hollow Earth thing. That was cool. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like the movie was rushed in places. And it was kind of confusing. Hmm, I liked it. It was pretty good all the way through. And, you know, little Easter eggs here and there. Mm-hmm. Though I do wish they could have redesigned Mechagodzilla a little yes. better. Yes. Okay, so I have a problem with Mechagodzilla. <laughs> Number one, um, he looked pretty much as bad as, like, the 1940s, 1960s version of Mechagodzilla. Oh, no, 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 no. He looked worse. Than that one. Like, <laughs> I expected them to do some kind of like Gundam looking, like, you know, decked out Godzilla. And that is not what happened at all. Oh, no. Like, it was like some weird thing. Like, some computer design major decided to prove his worth and made the most god awful thing in history. Like, if you're going to do Godz- Mecha Godzilla, pull from a creation that was already done. Hence, Mecha Godzilla in Ready Player One. That actually was what I was expecting, not the tiny dragon-looking thing. that. No, and whenever I saw that guy inside the weird bio-connected Mechagodzilla, I mean, I was just thinking about Darling and the Franks <laughs> and how much they did that better. Like, come on. <laughs> it, it looked like it was made from the leftover parts in Iron Man's cave. That's what it looked like. <laughs> Not even the leftover. I think it was like whatever they found out of the refuge pile. Okay. But oh my God. I was like on the edge of my seat when King Kong was signing. And I was like, he can talk to people. I was so excited. I'm, I mean, that totally caught me off guard, totally surprised me. Um, I love that him and her had that really cute, sweet relationship, the little girl. I, I love all the sweet moments like that that they had in the movie. I don't know. Maybe I, I like how they try to focus on like finding King Kong's family, um, all that jazz. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if there's more Godzilla, if I, I just feel like there was something missing from the movie, honestly. Uh, so the beginning first encounter between Godzilla and Kong, that was interesting. Um, I love the whole boat tipping and everything and how Kong was strapped down and they're like, hey, why, why is this happening? Why is Godzilla coming after him? And then they realize that it's the pheromones that they're giving off and Godzilla thinks that it's him when it's not. And th- that's one of the confusing things. It's like, 
I mean, did this really need to be in the movie? Couldn't you explain it like while scientists were in a room or something? I don't know. <laughs> well, most of the scientists got uh, eaten by King Kong, most likely. But <laughs> it's more of like a sensory thing where it's like, okay, right. he, there's a new one out here. He has to go kill it to maintain su- supremacy of it. And yeah, almost drowned the little guy, the big guy, too. Like, wow. That was. I like how they had um, conspiracy theorist. He had his podcast, and Millie Brown was like listening to this podcast, and she was like balls deep into it. And I'm just like, see, podcasts exist for a reason, guys. <laughs> like we do good out there. Uh, that was probably like one of the best things about it. Uh, I loved Millie Brown. I love the other young actor. Uh, I loved the whole escapades that they went through. Uh, that bullet, that pretty much speed bullet all the way from California to Japan, I believe. Amazing. Uh, it was really interesting. Well, who's to say that, that that doesn't exist right now? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Because there's tech out there that us in public will probably never see what exactly. we're here of it. You know. And I'm just still waiting to when they start making, when they start taking the food replicators out of Area 51 and giving it to the people of the world. But <laughs> it's also the same place where they store all the McDonald's ice cream machines that are working. That's a fact. I, McDonald's, y'all need to get your shit together. Uh, I did love the Middle Earth thing. I really did. I, I, I don't know. I was expecting when he went to Middle Earth, there would be like other king kong king kong family um they found you know he found his axe or war hammer whatever you want to call it so obviously he had family or maybe he himself lived there at one time but i i was just expecting i don't know almost like a family reunion when he just like got there and he was like killing these weird pterodactyl looking things oh yeah then ripped the head off one suck the head like oh wow it's crawfish this time. <laughs> But yeah, it, there were little things actually in there where it's like a whole society where you actually had the Kong statues like everywhere. They're right. toppling down. And all. So there was civilization there. Don't know how long ago. I think it was just one of those things where, okay, maybe Godzilla killed everything and he just happened to be on the outside. And but just little, little things in the background that just kept catching my eye on everything. Especially whenever he took the axe, put it in the one that slot yes. that was designed. Like, oh, look, right. there's the giant glowing Godzilla circling <laughs> the tower in the floor. That's not going to be good. <laughs> uh, but no, I love seeing Alexander Skarsgård. Um, I love all the Skarsgårds. It's funny. It's, you know, it's his brother was in it, a bunch of other TV shows that are going on. And so it was good seeing Alex back in the movie business. Uh, the actor who played the paranoid podcaster his name is brian tyree henry so i love him um i don't remember him from any other movies but he was great in this film he really played into the paranoia thing yeah you have to you have to have some little bit of paranoia to do all the conspiracy theories and stuff like that because that's what helps but you really wouldn't see a conspiracy theory guy going through and actually raiding the places that he's going to and all that. Oh, I don't know where I was going with this, but yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. And that's what I love about it. I love how it's it's almost like a monster squad kind of thing. And they're out there and they, they think they know what's going on and they're going to go fight the bad guys and they're going to fight big corpora. And no, I totally dig it. <laughs> so... 
Um, there's an actual debate about this, and I guess I want to see how you feel about it. Who won? Uh, it was a draw. Okay, so I would say Kong won. Well, he got to go back to his place in the center of the Earth. Godzilla got to roam the upper land. So it was, I would say, a truce, most likely, since Kong helped him kill off Mechagodzilla. I, I agree with that. I feel like the movie focused mainly on Kong, and maybe that's why I feel... You know, he's the winner. I feel like King Kong did a lot of the work. He helped out Godzilla, OG one, to help Mecha Godzilla. Uh, but there have been voting polls out there, whatever, and I've been scouting the internet. And a large percentage of people think that Godzilla won this battle. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would either say it's a draw or King Kong because Godzilla was going to get killed. Yeah. Yeah, he was going to get murked, and King Kong came in with his, like, bioluminescent warhammer filled with radiation gods knows what. He, like, totally helped him out. Yeah, but the thing is with that also, the uh, warhammer, uh, what, do you think, what, what do you think it was made of? Well, it's definitely made out of some kind of radioactivity stuff. I mean, it's totally radioactive, but I have no idea what it would be powered by. It's one of Godzilla's scales on his back. Is it really? Uh-huh. Oh, that sounds interesting. I would believe it. Oh, yeah. It was like, that's the only way that like, he can shoot his atomic breath at it and just absorb it up because mm-hmm. it's it's Godzilla. That's really cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, the Godzilla scale battle axe still. That was a great fight scene at the end. <laughs> I was kind of hoping to see, I don't know, I mean, not other battle contenders, but I don't know, more nods to other beasts that would he would be fighting. I expected to see maybe a sneak peek of a next movie. I just feel like this movie was very final in a sense, and I didn't like it. It's it's not over because they still haven't done giant flying turtle, right? But that's what I'm saying. I mean, oh my god! Like, but the last one where they had Mothra and they had, uh, I mean, just amazing, amazing, and the graphics were great. The CGI was great. I I just feel like this movie was just a little bit lacking. I just do. And I'm hearing all these people just saying, wow, this movie, it's amazing, mind-blowing. And, I mean, even my husband, he was just like, I expected more. I'm like, yeah, I did too. And I feel like I'm going crazy because n- everyone thinks it was amazing. I liked it. They could have done better with Godzilla. Uh, but, yes, it's not going to be over because, you know, Kong's already back in his little spot. Godzilla's still swimming the oceans and everything else. So there's only a few monsters left that they haven't shown, and the one was giant flying turtle. And then you have aliens that come down, and they control him, and then Godzilla's got to fight him, and then kill the alien, or eat the aliens, and then him and giant flying turtle battle it out. So, yeah. <laughs> I grew up on the OG films where it was god-awful, horrible, like, men in these jumbo, weird plastic suits. Um, I grew up on it. We had, like, bootleg VH- VHS copies of these movies. And so, you know, I love seeing these revamped and new. Um, but honestly, I would give this movie a 6 out of 10. I really did not dig it. Blasphemy. 8 out of 10. <laughs> 
8 out of 10 just because the design of Mechagodzilla was horrible. That's why it's not getting a 9 out of 10. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. But I, th- I think that's it for the movie. So why don't we go into Shut Up and Take Our Money? Shut Up and Take My Money. So the first thing on our list is a Nintendo Mario collapsible storage ottoman table and chair playset. Why? I found it and I liked it. Why? Because <laughs> it's Mario. Why? Because I love it. Anyway, so you can get it right now for $44.99, <laughs> originally 50 bucks on Walmart.com. Um, it's super cute. And it has Donkey Kong on it, so it kind of fit in with um, our theme. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking at this thing. It's like, yeah. If it was like, you know, Zelda or all Donkey Kong, maybe. But not Mario. Or don't make a Sonic one. That'd be fun. It's collapsible. The two chairs are storage bins, and the table itself is fully collapsible. The top of the table comes off where you can store board games, you know, whatever. Um, and then everything comes out and again is completely collapsible. I mean, this is for like itty bitty babies. Like, I think that I would destroy it in 2.5 seconds. Um <laughs> But I love it. I love how cutesy it is. It's perfect for little kids. I love that it's storage boxes, which you can never have enough storage when you have kids. And honestly, it's a decent price. Looking over this whole thing here, how it collapses down, all that, like, well, that might not be bad. And I can see how you would destroy this thing in 2.5 seconds. (laughs) Not knowing what you would be doing on top of this table. chairs now i i don't know what it is but most kid furniture playset storage things whatever they're all made out of this collapsible material and they last i want to say maybe a little bit over a year but after being sat on being you know kicked around by little kids whatever the cardboard uh, which is essentially what it's made out of, it starts to deteriorate, crack, um, and it loses its shape. Well, yeah, you know, kids drooling on it and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I would totally spend 50 bucks on having it for a year or so. This is why I need to get a 3D printer. I'll just 3D print one of those things out of plastic. So. <laughs> and then we have a battle royale with those kids, and then let the, then the strongest one will survive, and that will be Highlander. So our next one you actually found, and it kind of fits in with our kid theme. Oh, yes, the baby monitor. It is the 4Cam X1 1080p baby monitor, pet cam, webcam, and security cam. And it's usually priced at just $30. It's usually cheap enough to make a solid value no matter what role you use it for. But yeah, you can get a refurbished one for $20. Bucks. It's actually it's not that bad, too. It's like better than those ring stick cameras they have. It's actually a little better design. Of course, to me, it kind of looks like a, uh, uh, what was the eye that was in Lord of the Rings that was on the tower? I the all-seeing eye. I'm not an LOTR fan at all. So ah, the eye of was, Sauron. That's what it looks there like. There you go. That's It sounds about right. Uh, but yeah, so you can get this refurbished 10 bucks off if you use a promo code CNETFSBC at checkout. It's okay. 
It's wireless. I mean, it's cheap enough, solid enough. Okay. The camera offers a 103 degree 1080p HD image with IR for enhanced night vision. It can stand in your tabletop or you can mount it on the wall. It also has a magnetic base so you can stick it on a metal surface. So now that is actually the really cool part. Um, I hate ring. I'm 100% with you. I think that ring is a total ripoff. Uh, they make you pay for the service even after you bought the product. I have Zmodo cameras. And Zmodo is cameras you can buy on Amazon. And you can pretty much get a camera just like this on Amazon, new, for 20 bucks. Oh, that's like me. I got the Ring doorbell, which I pay 3 bucks a month so it stores all the video stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. But then I also have two Wise cameras, which those are like 25 bucks. They have a magnetic base on it. But with those, I actually got one that's outside right now watching my backyard. It's like, it's an indoor camera. Well, it's not getting rained on. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, same thing. We use an indoor Zmoda camera for outside. Um, and it's two-way, night vision, all that extra stuff. So this camera not only can monitor the video from a mobile app, but it also has a two-way audio call, uh, the webcam from the app. So on the go, whatever, you can talk the button and on the camera and trigger a call to the mobile app. It's an easy way to set up a simple two-way calling with an elderly family member or let a babysitter quickly reach you if you're out of the house. Yeah. So so I like that better because most cameras don't have that. You can actually push a button on the camera to talk to the person who has the mobile device app oh, yeah, now that's, information. Now, now that's worth 20 bucks right there. All in that own. is definitely. Because my wife's cameras don't have that. I can... You do it from the app on my phone, but that's about it. Zmodo cameras don't have that either. As a security camera, you can get automated motion-based alerts. And with the camera's human detection mode turned on, it'll ignore anything that's not a person like your pets. You can record video locally to a micro SD card, the cloud, or even an FTP folder on your home network. Now, Zmodo has this option too, where you can filter it. Um, and it actually tells you what triggered the motion sensor. So I'll get a notification saying car triggered motion sensor, pet or animal triggered motion sensor, human triggered motion sensor. I like how they're upgrading these kids. And that's what I love about Zmodo. They upgrade this stuff. They upgrade their services and they don't charge you any extra beyond the initial payment for the camera. Like like me with the wise cameras. I like the little wise ones. They look nice little square little things that you don't really notice because they blend into everything. Like, I've seen yours. Those, like, couldn't you have gotten something other than black? <laughs> <laughs> They're white and black. I mean, I honestly, we bought security cameras that look like cameras. <laughs> we don't necessarily want them to be hidden. We want people to know that we have cameras. But yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, get them hidden. Put a pellet gun on it and control that remotely as well. Make a fun time whenever the Mormons come by the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those poor Jehovah's. They're Jehovah's. I we my parents and I, we also we always let them in. We always let them in. We're like, hey, sit down. Do you want something to drink? We let them talk to us. Like, they're just on their feet all day. Those poor little people. So and we just tell them, oh, we believe in Jesus. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And they just continue talking. You're like, okay, this is cool. Like <laughs> You're a lot nicer to them than I've ever been. <laughs> now, they're they're solid good people. They believe in some weird shit that I don't agree with. That does not make them wrong, but it is definitely different. 
from other like religions. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I find them in, whenever like okay, I tell them like, hey, cool, keep on walking. I'm I, I'm not I'm too busy right now. They they become very what's the word? They try to persevere through it. Like like okay, well this is gonna be fun. But anyways, I'm not gonna tell the story. They can pick up your center soul if that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into the story because um, that would incriminate me a little further. So I'm going to just go with the fifth on that. But usually, you're nice to him. You brought him in. Yeah, we turn the lights off, close the blinds, and act like we weren't home. (laughs) (laughs) Until they leave. It's like, they're gone. We can go outside again. Now, while John is depriving us of a perfectly good story, let's hear some other things we deem Nani worth. Nani? Well... Looks like NASA has done fun things again with the probe on Mars. Like I said, with this one, with the rock they have, we got a picture up here and like, wow, this thing really went to town with the laser. It was an interesting rock, okay? Now, Mars is a haven for meteorites. We all know this, okay? It's always notable when a rover comes across one of these emissaries from space. Scientists are currently scrutinizing a rock full of holes spotted by NASA's Perseverance rover. The rock bears a resemblance to meteorites seen elsewhere. NASA hasn't declared what the rock is just yet, but the Perseverance team tweeted on Wednesday while the helicopter is getting ready, I can't help checking out nearby rocks. The odd one has my science team trading lots of hypotheses. So we're going to blast it with a laser and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> the rubber team said the rock is about six inches, which is uh, 15 centimeters for people who don't do US USA stuff, uh, <laughs> long, and told space fans to look closely at the image to spot the row of laser marks where I zapped it to learn more. I'm trying to see where this row of... Oh, there it is. Oh, it only went so far, a little, little bit into the surface, but still, it hit with a laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> it's like book space. <laughs> Next thing you know, are you dropping Johnny Five robots on there with a CO2 laser and start obliterating all the Martians? Yes, that's what we need. Now, a 25-year-old dog tag was found inside a belly of a Carolina alligator. An alligator in South Carolina was cut open and found to have five dog tags in its stomach on Friday, including one that was almost 25 years old, according to the owner of the missing pet. Oh, actual dog tags. I thought it was yes, like, it, like no, a human. Actual, no, he, these, this alligator actual ate the pet whole and had dog collars in its stomach. Oh, because I heard dog tags. I, I honestly thought, did, did the marine fall, go, go wandering <laughs> off base? No. And got eaten by a gator? No, Ned McNeely of Ravenel, South Carolina, killed the 12-foot-long animal in the state's low country region. The alligator weighed some 445 pounds, according to WCSC. Kenneth Cadre, a butcher who owns a taxidermy shop, also found a shell casing, turtle shells, and a spark plug in the gator's stomach when his team opened the animal up at McNeely's request. Okay, so we got (laughs) pet tags. Yep. We have a, ca- a bullet casing. Yep. Bobcat claws. <laughs> turtle shells. And a spark plug. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I, I can understand, you know, most of that. 
from a 12-foot gator. A spark plug? Like, what, is he just chewing on Chevys? He's just eating anything down there, honestly. Uh, some of the phone numbers on the dog tags were legible, and Cadre explained that when he called one of them, I talked to him, and he was an older gentleman, and he said that he had a lease down on the other side of the river from where the gator was killed 24 years ago. He noted that in the area, with so many alligators, it is possible for dogs to go missing. And that's what they always figured out. They just thought that the dogs would get eaten by gator. But we've heard that so many times. I mean, especially, you know, in those swampy areas, they're like that gator got my dog. And so this doesn't surprise me, but it is interesting to know that metal is not digestible by alligators. <laughs> but if anyone is wondering what's going to happen to this freshly killed gator, it'll be made into sausages, steaks, and jerky, and the skin will be mounted on the taxidermist wall. I love it. Using the whole animal. It's just the flavor is just going to vary from portion to portion. <laughs> Hopefully they won't have any like metal poisoning or get Alzheimer's from eating this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I wonder how many other Chevy parts are in this gator. <laughs> <laughs> I would not eat a gator knowing that they had all that stuff in them. Oh, that's why you stick to the gator tail. Tastes like greasy chicken. It's her. I would just make it into some boots. Blasphemy. You have to eat it. You have to establish dominance. Show that you're the apex predator. Because, <laughs> Grant, only in like in like the deep south, like Louisiana, Alabama, and all that, you have to eat anything that moves. How do you think we got crawfish? <laughs> <laughs> if you have any topic ideas, want to reach out, whatever, you can always email us at podcast at gamingtrend.com. You can follow the podcast anywhere that you listen to major podcasts uh, like Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcast. If you listen to podcasts, if you listen to music, we're going to be there. Just just look at us, okay? Just look. Just look. You can follow me anywhere at The Raging Erica. And you can follow me everywhere at Dogfin Studios. Thank you, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.